Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. How are we? Are we encouraged to participate in every single activity we have? Huh? This Yuri really... Eh? You know, that shows the hunger of family. Eh? First, we are a family-based church that we encourage everybody to be part of us. And also that we go beyond the boundaries of this world, of this church. Because the church is not here. Eh? Church is outside. And today we are going to talk about it. Today we are going to talk about caring for orphans, widows, and the poor. So, you know, it, was, it is amazing actually. We heard Yuri speak. Uh, in the first service was Melka, Melka speaking. And both of them uh, spoke about and remembered what Pastor Hilma was talking about last week, about love. It's good to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit spirit and desire also the uh, healing prophecy some of us we want eh? to have that prophecy you you will go where where you know it's very it's appealing it's appealing to have those things that you stretch your hand and ah, all of this fall you know but then at the end of the day if we don't have love it doesn't help right so how many of us we were practicing our love this week can we raise our hands Ah, that's nice. Eh? We'll have testimonies. You know, as, as, as I was hearing Yuri and Melka, I remember the days of the Book of Acts, eh? the church of the Book of Acts. The people were there for days, just hearing testimonies and being encouraged to participate in these kind of things. And as they were together, things were happening. Eh? People were starting to care, take care of the widows, take care of the children. And, you know, the pastors, the, the church grows so much that the pastor didn't have the time anymore to take care of the widows, so they started establishing elders and deacons and so on and so forth. Eh? And you can see here with Melka and Yuri, we have already apostles that we can send. Eh? Because we believe in a church that is not a one-man show. Eh? All of us, we have to partake in this. Amen? Great. So... I am not WhatsApping my wife. I'm, you know, I am using my cell phone to <laughs> for slides. You know how technology is. Eh? The moment that you rely too much on technology, it fails you. So I wanted to print this morning, and voila, there was no ink. Great. So um, I would like to start this sermon by reiterating our purpose. Don't forget, we come from a larger family. It's not just here. We are in 78 countries. Okay? So what is our purpose? To the ends of the earth. Every, genera- every nation in our generation. Okay? It is time-bound. It's not just a nice words. It is time-bound. We need to reach every nation. And that's why I'm so happy that we are sending off two people. Okay? One, one is going to China. That one is going to the U.S. And... It, this is happening eh, more regular. So another, another very important thing of our movement is after you do the one-to-one, you need to get your passport. <laughs> eh? How many of us we have our passports? Be ready to go. You need to be ready to go. <laughs> eh? 
because we are not just here. Just let's read this. We are a global movement dedicated to establishing church planting churches. So you are not here to stay. Get your passport and get ready to go. Be hungry like Yuri. Participate in every single thing because there are processes. Hey, don't forget that it's not just because you become born again today. Tomorrow you will be preaching here. Hey, you have to follow the capacity building process. Hey, because we believe in leadership. We cannot give the, the, the keys of a car to a five-year-old or a six-year-old. Eh? It has to be a process. Okay, so we need to reach the next generation on the campus and preaching the gospel to every nation. Are we together? So as, we, as I uh, spoke before, we are already in 78 nations. You can see the map there. The white is where we are, and we still have to go to the blue areas. So if you have family members, if you have <coughs> job opportunities, or if you would like to go, Seychelles, I think, is there. Some of us would like going to Seychelles, Mauritius, for holidays. So uh, you know our, uh, the, the one of the ones that started our movement just went for a 10-day mission in his state in the Philippines. So, Yuri, you might be going back to Zambia. Eh? Some of us, we might go in and stay behind where we are going, even as holiday makers. Okay, so we exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. Today, we are going to focus about socially responsible churches. Because again, we, don't, we believe as a movement that we are not just here to, to be holy. I like what Yuri, I will be using Yuri a lot today. Because <laughs> it actually took a lot of my, my notes, probably. You know, it's the same spirit, eh? We talk, it's the same spirit. So, like Yuri, some of us, we are just coming to church. Eh? In other churches, they do confirmation. Eh? Others, they get born again. But after we do that... It's like we bought our salvation. Eh? That's what I'm saying. So, as long as I go every Sunday to church, repent of my sins, I earn my spot in heaven. Eh? Especially, you know, some of our brothers and sisters in the Catholic, uh, Lutheran, and other churches, they even have cemeteries. Eh? So, some of us, we know already, as long as I go, I'm going to be buried there, eh, my, my, my spot to heaven is already purchased. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think, you know, it's that, that belief that church is just this. And we shouldn't just believe in that. Church is beyond this. Church is about love, is about expanding the kingdom of God, is about sharing the good news. Because, you know, some of us, we are so stingy that we are even stingy with salvation. What is, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? Good news. Eh? The simplest definition of gospel is good news. Even that we don't want to share. Imagine, we are just keeping it in our pocket for ourselves. Eh? When, when the Lord comes, is sorry, sorry, you know, I was there, you didn't want to come with me. Okay? But uh, we believe that church is not just here. So in Ukraine, some of our churches, they are also working with uh, those people that are affected by 
drug addiction, abuse, uh, substance abuse. They have rehabilitation. And you know, the important thing with this is, and I want to mention and, and thank uh, some of the people like Hilda and others that they do social responsibility, it is draining. Eh? It is exhausting. It demands a lot of you. So as a church, we believe that we shouldn't be just doing the work alone. Eh? We should be also building leaders. So in Ukraine, for instance, there is a team of 40 people. Okay, one that starts and obviously builds, empowers others to continue. Okay, Germany. As you know, we are living in a, in a, in a major crisis around the world, around refugees. Eh? 68 million people around the globe are refugees. So we cannot close our eyes and say, ah, it's not my problem. It's the German's problem. <laughs> or the Swedish problem. It's 68 million people. So... You see, you have a place, you have a, a part to take there. In Nigeria, Philippines, India, RSA, USA, we were talking about children's homes, orphanages. Uh, you know, I used to work, but I'm still participating in some Ministry of Gender uh, permanent task forces. And we are moving from calling orphanages and orphan because it's a bit of a stigmatizing word. Eh? So it's just children in general. So... Here is children's homes. And you know, one of the, the things to break poverty is education. All of us, we know. It's the, it's the biggest equalizer in terms of humanity. If you get educated, there is a statistic that says that the, every year that you study, it increases by 10% your chances to get a better job. And you, all of us, we know, if we study, the chances to get in promotions and better jobs are there. So why don't we do it for the least fortunate? Okay, so in, in uh, countries like Nigeria, Philippines, India, RSA, USA, and we do this. Okay, I don't want to go in detail because otherwise we will not go to the word. I imagine you came here not to read the statistics, but to hear the word. Okay, let's go on. So, let's go, let's come home. According to the Ministry of Gender, you know, in Namibia, you know very well this, we are one of the countries that is hardest hit by HIV and AIDS. Eh? So, fruit of that is we have about 130,000 children who lost one or two parents. Okay, we are a country of 2.5 million, so that means 0.5% eh? for those that like statistics. Together, now again, we cannot just say that <coughs> those that uh, lost a, a person are vulnerable. Eh? You have also those that are living with them, those that have uh, contracted HIV and AIDS, and so on and so forth. So they go by, the, there is a chart about vulnerability, and they come up with that in Namibia there is half a million, almost half a million children that are orphans and vulnerable. And the, and the government is assisting them with grants for about, uh, to about 326,000 of them. Can we give them, can we give the government a clap? You know, it's easy this time around to curse, to, to speak bad about the government, but as a church, we should change these things. Eh? We should also praise where we have to give some praises. Okay, so once again, let's clap for our government. We need to get used to this because sometimes it's the other way around. Okay, so now we talk about 
our country, the statistics, and so on and so forth. Now what? Yeah, it's the, the, the country is going down. And now this church, I want to belong to this church. I'm in this church. I'm giving my tithes, my things. Now what's happening? Are we doing something? Where is my money going? <laughs> you remember I preached the other time about whose money is it? Is it our money? Whose money is it? God's money, eh? So many of us, we ask, what is happening? And what can I do as an individual? So just to encourage us, we have some programs. One, I don't know if you heard about, in, uh, we have a church in the location called Babylon. Eh? Some of us, we heard about that? Yes. So we have there, and we have not only a church, we have also a pre-primary. We are a church that believes in the 1,000 days of a child, you know? If you have a child that receives some support, education in the first thousand days, it will get the, the, the chances of succeeding are higher. Eh? Good. So there is uh, some of you remember Pastor Franz, Pastor Anne, uh, Eunice, that is our pastor in, in uh, Victory. The church there is called Victory. They got some grant from the, uh, the Germans. But also, we as a church, and we encourage you, if you want to participate, we, have, we support a child. Eh? It's 250 Namibian dollars per month. If you, we are not forcing you, but if you would like to participate. The next hospital outreach, we also go to the hospitals. And on a regular basis, we go on a Saturday. So if you are interested to participate, you are also uh, good to go. Sometimes it's easy to go and just, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. And then, yeah, fine, I am healed, but Basonjara, Ikuria Uripeni. I don't have toiletries, uh, nothing. So sometimes it's good to go with the gospel, but we cannot go empty-handed. We have to go with something, eh? because that brings that that will make a difference, a change. The next one, and that is the program. It's also led by Hilda and Julia, the Guike. Eh? It's actually running at the, at, as we speak until the 30th of June. If you want to uh, donate a jacket, jersey, it's past. Sorry, it's past. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm getting old. <coughs> so, he, but then it's not just for that. They also take some, yeah, you can still give, but also we take parcels eh, to, when we go to the hospital. We take food parcels and so on and so forth. So if you want more information, you can always contact Hilda. Hilda is just there. Hilda, can you raise your hand so if people doesn't know you? Great. Now, we come to the situation of me, myself, and I. Now, what can I do besides closing that door? <laughs> what can I do? You know, it's good to give money to others to help you know, that, at, at least that, going back to Yuri, that released my religiosity, religious heart. I gave. I gave my tithes. I gave my offering. I gave for we care. I gave for whoever. So I still have my place in heaven. Ne? But now let's go. Let's open our words in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 25. I will give you some time. To look for it so we can read the word. 
Are we there? Can we read it together? Yes? Yes. Verse 25. No, is it 25? Yes, 25. And behold, a lawyer stood up to him to the test, saying, this is now a lawyer of the law, a teacher of the law. Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is it written in the law? How do you read it? That is Jesus now. Eh? And then the teacher of the law said, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbors as yourself. That is the, now the teacher of the law. Eh? And now Jesus replied, and said, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Now, the teacher of the law, but he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among rob robbers, who stripped him and beat him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by a chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Ooh, imagine. <laughs> Pastuart. Bad <laughs> Hanan. <laughs> the pastor is back. Gone. But you must remember, ne? there was an issue between the Samaritans and the Jews. It's not like, okay, yeah, but... Again, we are just going by the gray area. Yeah? We, we could forgive the priest. Ne? Yeah. If we were Jews, ne? all of us and say, yeah, no, but we would wear the jacket of the T-shirt of the Jews and say, yeah, he's forgiven because he is, he's actually uh, a betrayer. Ne? Don't forget, the Samaritans were the betrayers. Okay. So the, the priest, and he passed. 32. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. A Levite. And now we are talking about the elders, the deacons, the, the ministry leaders, eh? the worship leaders, eh? the youth leaders. Esther is laughing. There. They were passing by and saying, eh? nothing, sorry. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late to church. I'm late to, I'm, I'm late to choir practice, a worship practice. But a Samaritan, 33, but a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds. Yeah. I don't know how many of us dressed an injury, you know when somebody was beaten? Come on, any of us? You know, sometimes it can be easy, sometimes it can be a bit disgusting, eh? Because it can go deep. Eh? Especially those that we have children, we know, eh? Sometimes it's, it's a, a, a small injury, sometimes it can become a big injury. Now imagine it's not even your family, somebody else there, and is injured. Eh? Oh, but I have to go to church, man, it's Sunday. I will miss the parking. If I go late, they won't get parking. 
Here I go late, I go parking. I have to go to work, I have to do this, I have to go that. Look, I am even with my Sunday clothes, my church clothes, my Gucci. Eh? Oh, oh, my Prada. My, my Prada. Eh? Eh? Some of us, we don't want to take that look. And it can happen. We see these things, sometimes even these road accidents. I think there is a, a requirement by the law that if you see an accident, you have to stop, ne? to provide some level of assistance. But some of us, we see, and then we just proceed. Ne? But this man didn't do that. He stayed and he fixed. He was not just happy with that. He came with his nice Mercedes-Benz, with his Audi, eh? with his beautiful uh, Volvo, leather seats, eh? and he put the injured man bleeding. I imagine you know most when somebody is bleeding, do you think that just by dressing the wound it will just stop bleeding? No, the the, the blood's still there, and he put the person in. Even it was a white leather seats, <laughs> eh? these uh, Range Rovers and things. There was that go down eh, for the person to go in. So he put the person inside. So he not just dressed the wounds, he also took the person. You know, some of us, we don't even take our wives for a nice weekend, but this guy even took him to an inn, eh? right there, <laughs> to an inn and took care of him. And not just that, he also gave money for to be assisted because the person was busy. Huh? Now, how many of us will do that? You know, uh, before HIV and AIDS, there was a very strong safety net in Namibia. Eh? So you are my, my child, my first child. Now I took you to university. Now is your chance to take the rest. Eh? You know that, eh? Some of us, we went through that. But now with HIV, AIDS became a bit of a, a heavy burden because now a lot of, we had to care for a lot of people. So at some point, that safety net became a bit strained, eh? And some people started falling out of the cracks and we became a bit tired and weary of helping. But how many people I still have to carry how many people I still have to take through university, through school, and they don't even want to perform. They are failing at grade 10. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> eh? They don't even just want pep shoes. They want Nikes. Imagine. How much should I, how much should I do for them? Eh? So... We are a bit pressured, we are about strain, but you read the word, ne? Do you want to go inherit life? Eh? Take care of, not only God, it, God is easy, ne? You know, sometimes again going to Yuri, God is easy. You don't even see God. Okay? Do you, some of us, do we see God? Eh? But then, can you see your neighbor? So it's easy to raise your hands and say, to the north, to the south, <laughs> to the east, to the west. And then when it goes to the west, and then you have to go to, to give money to your friend in Katutura, or in Korehab, or wherever, 
then it becomes, eh, it's to the north. <laughs> what do we do? You know, some of us that we take care of, of people or family members, we reach a point of strain, see? even of abuse. Eh? Well, I, I, I can't do so much. I cannot do further. Eh? But we need to. We need to be socially responsible. We need to help. This is going beyond the, the boundaries of, of this church. It's not just, it's not just, you know, it's easy salvation. Share salvation, the good news. Eh? Share a prayer. Share a juice when you go to the hospital. Do something, okay? And we are going to talk about what is that something. Let's go to John, chapter 9, verse 1. I will give you some time to go. Don't want just to read there because we might be, you know, lying to you there. You need to confirm. Huh? But this, is, this, this comes from the NKGV, just in case. Eh? And they say, no, from where is this person reading? <coughs> verse, number, verse 1. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Now there are a number of nice things to learn from this passage. Né? Can we go back? You know, one thing that cripples us as Christians is when we see tragedy, when we see problems, when we see orphans, when we see people sick, the easiest is, ooh, what happened? Who sinned here? <laughs> eh? Was it him? Was it the parents? Was it society? Was it the pastor? What was it? What is the problem? So, you know, it's not just as Christians, it's also as a, as, as, a, as a society in general. We are crippled and say, no man, this is wrong. There are so many kids on the street, ne? the street kids, you know. We have so many. Now let's do something. But before we do something, let's form a committee. Have any man come? Let's organize a group of us, the concerned group of street kids, and discuss what, what are the issues, where do they come from, what are they eating, what are the things. So it's easy to come together and come and discuss and say, okay, let's do something. But before, let's, it has to be factual. Right? Some of us, we want to be, it has to be research-based. Huh? We need figures, hardcore figures, evidence-based. But at the end of the day, 
even if we find out what happened, who are they, where they come from, what is the latest research on these issues, did we move somewhere? We are still at the same place with the disciples and Jesus, the, the blind men still there, the street kids still there, the orphan is still there, the sick is still there, the, you name it. Now as Christians we have, can we go to, As Christians, we have that God-given opportunity to expand the kingdom of God. And not just stay there and find out what is the fault, but really do something. Eh? And what is that something? <clears throat> what did Jesus do? He used his saliva. He mix it with the sand and put it in the eye. I know some of you tonight or even today will be gossiping me, <laughs> saying, how, can, who, how could he do that from the pulpit? <laughs> but just to demonstrate to you that God uses every human natural means. He didn't pray all of the sudden and say, Lord... Sent angels on top of this man, and the man was rolling around. <laughs> yeah? The same what happened with the, when, the, when Jesus multiplied the bread for the 5,000. Yeah? It was not like sparkling things falling from the heaven, and all of a sudden KFC was sitting on, the, <laughs> uh, on, on, on top of the people. No. What did he use? Who has something? There was a girl that came with her lunch. It was her lunch. It was not like, oh, going out of her way and looking, what can I get? No, it was her lunch and said, this is it. So God uses every human natural mean. God uses your time. Some of us, we have plenty of time. Some of us, eh? some of us, we are very busy, but God gave us the ability to make kaching kaching, money. God gave us different we are some of us we are lawyers social workers we are so many things and you cannot say i don't have nothing you have god uses every human natural mean ne? are we together don't feel now no i don't have it oh no i am exhausted like i can't i can't do it anymore god uses that but we have to step in and do something Eh? You know, we prepared this sermon together with the Connect Group, and we were discussing some of the Connect Group members, they even buy electricity for somebody. They even share a cup of sugar. Eh? We need to start something. We have to, and the nice thing, it multiplies. Then you go back home, and then where's the sugar? The sugar is now. Oh. How many of us saw that? If you give, that's a principle. If you give, it comes back. Supernaturally, but we have to start somewhere. Eh? It's not that just a prayer. You have to give. You have to give to go to the hospital and give juice. And some of us, the young people in particular, Oshimariwa Kaipo, not even for the slab chips and, and bread, eh? but give, give something if you want to receive. Now, what is interesting is not how much saliva 
and how much sand is the right mixture. Ne? It's not how many bread and how many fish. No, here is missing one fish. Man, who can bring a fish? Huh? Oh no, it's, it's, <laughs> let me add a bit more of salami. It's, it's not. God infuses every natural mean that you put eh, with supernatural power. Whatever you have, if it is only two fish and three bread, God will do the rest, but you have to step in. It's the same like Yuri. Yuri, he was saying, just to be here is a miracle. It's just for you to share the gospel. You have to be there at least. How you want? Do you, via WhatsApp or, or via telepathically, my brother will know about the gospel. You have to be there by my thoughts, by my prayers. Yeah, your prayers play a role, but you have to be there to share the gospel. You have to be there. If you want somebody to heal, especially, you know, those that we believe in the supernatural, eh? how do you think somebody will get healed if you are not there to lay hands? The nice thing is the hospital, eh? because it's, it's a captive audience, what we call <laughs> eh? in public health. It's a the person cannot run away. <laughs> you can just pray for the person and believe, and it happens. We have so many uh, testimonies that people get healed. There was, I don't know if you remember Girma from our church. They pray for a bedridden person. The person came to give a testimony here in a wheelchair. Later he shared the person is even walking. Eh? It's even walking. Now, I want to go to number three. Jesus empowers people. Now that person, do you think he will keep quiet? The person that you assisted to take from, from nowhere to somewhere, do you think the person will keep quiet? The person that you invested in rehabilitating, will they keep quiet? You know, a number of the people that I listed in the GO conference, they themselves were orphans. They themselves were drug addicts. They themselves were going through difficult things. So they can relate. Might, you might not be that, but if you can do something, at least start some way. Don't be boxed and say, no, I don't have nothing good. You have any natural means. Whatever you have, it is useful. Even water, omea, water. Eh? And, and the, 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 the important thing of empowering people. I was very impressed by Yuri's testimony and by Melka's. They are already, they, they are the ones that went to the water of Siloa to get removed from their blindness. He, this Yuri, went to Zambia. Milka went to her family members. We need to be able to empower people to do the work of the ministry. You know, some of us, we start these very important projects but we get worn out, we get tired eh, of giving. But if we have somebody walking with us along, we will be able to reach far and beyond. But guys, my encouragement to you, you cannot say, I don't have nothing, because God uses every human natural mean. And every human natural mean that you put, it will be infused with supernatural power. And then you need to empower that person 
You need to be able to empower. And how do we empower with the gospel? The only, part, the only empowerment that we have is the gospel because the, the Bible says that the, the truth will set them free. It's the only thing that will set anybody free, free from oppression, free from poverty, free from disease, free from so, so many things. You think you don't have something? It's only God. Amen? And then fourth, the last one. Jesus uses just enough spit, saliva, and just enough mud to break religiosity. Some of us is, no, I can just come to church and I will be saved. I can just do this and I will be saved. I can just do this and I, and I will do this. I can just criticize nicely government and something will happen. I can just write my SMSs for the Namibian or the things every day and something will happen. It's in us to make sure that we can go beyond the four boundaries of this world and make changes. Some of us, we were empowered to be in very important positions eh, to do something. So my encouragement to you is break those boundaries of religiosity in our lives and be free to do the work of the ministry. Amen? Amen. Thank you. So... That was the message for today. I just, I just want to pray for you. I know some of us, we are already giving. Eh? And we are exhausted. You don't need to raise your hand, but you know who are, you, you gave everything. Just let's close our eyes and bow our heads. You are exhausted. You gave too much. You are even uh, discouraged by the outcomes of what you saw. I want to pray, and all of us, that let's pray for them as well. Say, Lord, we pray for those that are got discouraged along the way, Father God, to give. Those that whatever means, they got exhausted, burned out, that they felt that people are taking them for a ride. We pray for encouragement. We pray for supernatural infusion father god we pray for another strengthening of their belief father god that they can do something meaningful for to change lives father god we pray father god that you bless their resources abundantly to give more and more and more father god that they can <coughs> that they can break the chains of poverty that they can help orphans and widows and people affected and infected by HIV. Father God, we pray that you bless supernaturally their resources, Father God, and their strength in Jesus' mighty name. I want to pray for a second group, a group that is not giving yet. Also, you know you don't need to raise your hand or anything. <coughs> but if you are in that group that you are not yet participating, that you are still in the contemplation phase. You are still with the disciples asking, whose fault is this? I, I pray, I pray for you that, you, that the Lord open your eyes, that you start putting excuses, that you start breaking the barriers of religiosity. In the name of Jesus, we, we, we come before you, Lord, and we ask you that you break 
any religiosity that is in us, anything that will make us believe that just is, is the salvation is just for us and us alone. We pray, Father God, that we start acting, that we start giving, and that we are not fearful to give, that we are not fearful to step into the waters and go the extra mile, that you will, you will bless, Father God, the little that we have and infuse it, Father God, with supernatural power and, and give us the, the strength to empower those that will be receiving from our benefits, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we want to thank you. We also want to pray for this week, Father God, that we don't take it for granted, that, Father God, we take it and we take the week by storm, Father God, that we change the world, that we do the works of the ministry. Because all of us, we are called for full-time ministry, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, we glorify you, and have a blessed week. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.